What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Also, follow us at YA underscore Power of Love. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you later. Hey, young adults, this is Courtney here. Thanks for tuning in to the Houston Young Adults podcast. We're excited that you are listening. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to share this with someone that you think that this would bless. It could be a friend, someone from work. Um, and if you haven't subscribed as well, you can do that. You can do that on um, iTunes at the iTunes podcast. You can also subscribe to our um, Houston Young Adults page on Spotify or Anchor, wherever you're listening. So subscribe. So it's going to give you notifications. And so that helps just so that you can say, you know, I'm caught up on all the content and always say um, on track with what we're what we're publishing because this is for you and so um just wanted to encourage you to do that if you haven't already but like always we're gonna jump into the word and today i am gonna talk a little bit about the rich young ruler story in the gospel so i'm sure many of you have heard this story if not um it you can read it um in a, a couple of different gospels actually it's in luke 18 it's also in matthew 19 and then in mark chapter 10. So you can look in those three places and it's very similar in each of them. So it doesn't really matter which one you follow along with. But um, today I'm kind of looking at the Luke 18 a little bit. Um, so just to, 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 to tell the story, it talks about how um, one day a wealthy Jewish um, rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he says, Jesus, what must I do to receive eternal life? So he's asking you know, what do I do in order to gain eternal life? And Jesus answers, um, you know, the commandments, you know, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't steal, don't lie, honor your father and mother. So he comes back and says, you already know the commandments. Um, and um, the rich young ruler says, oh, I've already done all those. I've, I've been doing that since as long as I remember. Um, I've been doing that since my youth. And Jesus comes back and says, but there's still one more thing that you lack. You need to sell everything and distribute that to the poor and you will have rich treasure in heaven and then come and follow me. And it says that whenever the rich young ruler heard this um, from Jesus, he actually became very sorrowful because he was very rich. And so we're going to come back to the end of the story, but to, to kind of take a step back and pause and, and look at what, what's happening here. And um, uh, the first thing that we see that the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and he says, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So by this conversation, we can already start to tell that this man was a, a Jewish man. He was a man of the law. He um, it says he already knew about the Ten Commandments and he was already practicing them from his youth. So we know that, you know, this man is, you know, um, probably from one of the religious sects. Um, I don't know it's if it's Pharisee, Sadducee. Um, you know, who knows, a scribe, they have all those different sects of Judaism. And so he was very familiar with the laws. And so he came to Jesus ha asking, how can I gain or eternal life? What is the good thing that I have to do in order to earn and obtain eternal life? And ultimately, he this showed that he truly believed that eternal life was an achievement that he could accomplish by his own self-effort. And he, 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 you know, ultimately he was coming to Jesus and he said, hey, I know that I can have a hand in this. What do I need to do? What can I do 
to get this life. And Jesus ultimately tells me, tells him, you know, why are you asking me what you must do? I think it says this in one of one of the um, the gospels. It says, why are you asking me what you must do? And he said, you, you already know the commandments. You know, you're a man of the law. You know the commandments. And this young re- man replied, I, like like we, we talked, I've already done all those things. He's checked them off. He's done it. He's good at it. He said, is this really it? And so, you know, we see throughout the gospels how Jesus was continuously going around, um, you know, destroying the religious mindset of self-righteousness of basically making yourself right with God by your own efforts you know the the Pharisees the religious men they were always you know getting at Jesus because he was doing good he was doing you know the work of God in his ministry ministering to the sinners ministering to the sick ministering you know um on the Sabbath they were getting all angry with him because he was healing. He was working on the Sabbath and they, he wasn't following what they considered to be the law, you know. Um, and ultimately, they rejected Jesus because of this. And so he, he, Jesus, we see throughout Jesus's ministry that he's continuously trying to open up the eyes of religious leaders um, and, and trying to show them, hey, um, you know, even though they say that they're righteous, that they were doing everything the law, Jesus, um, Jesus was coming and showing them that they haven't measured up. And, um, you know, there's that time in, in the, the gospels where Jesus, um, said about the law, you know, the law says don't commit adultery, but I'm telling you, you've missed this because you've actually looked at a woman with lust, you know, and it's not just the surface level of outwardly sinning in the act of adultery, but it's actually the inward act as well. So he, you know, um, Jesus went about, he was exposing that the standard of the law that they were living by has been brought lower. You know, we always try to, you know, say, okay, well, you know, what, what, what can I do and, and, and be right with God? You know, what can I continuously do and just kind of ride, ride that line? And so we end up, you know, he's exposing that, you know, man is always going to try to make the standard of the law a lot lower. But Jesus came and he was saying, hey, let, let me just tell you the standard is up here. We can't change the standard. I'm going to tell you, here's the standard. And um, you know, ultimately you can't fit yourself into, um, the standard by, by lowering it, the standards high. And now that I'm showing you this, don't you realize that you can't meet it yet? And so, you know, it, it, it's opening up, it's opening up people's eyes that, man, I can't meet this law. I can't meet this standard. And so, um, so, so then we have to ask ourselves, so then, then why do we have this law? If we can't even meet, if Jesus came to sh- start exposing that we can't meet this law, that we can't even meet this standard, you know, why was the law given? And Galatians 3.19 tells, tells us this pretty clearly, and it says, why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins, but the law was designed to last only until the coming of the child who was promised. That was Jesus. So basically what this is saying in Galatians 3.19, it says that the law was basically to expose God's people of sin. You know, being able to show, hey, this is sin. This is not meeting up to God's standards of, of living. And um, we know that the Bible does not give us the power to not sin. It, it only just it, uh, shows us and reveals to us what sin is. But it does say also in Galatians 3.19 that the law was designed only to last until Jesus. Because that's when the faith, faith comes. By believing on Jesus that he was our savior, then, you know, 
the law was going to be lasting up until that point. So we can know that the law actually reveals to us that we are in desperate need of the Savior. We can't obey. We can't fulfill all of its demands. And the Bible even says in, in the book of Romans, for all have sinned. We've all fallen short of God's glorious standard. And so this, you know, this story about the rich young ruler, he, he really left that day. It says he left disappointed. He realized, man, I am not capable of earning, of earning eternal life on my own. That day he realized I need a Savior because I, I'm, I'm, I can't measure up. And, and it's, it's incredible. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, is this, is this where the story ends? No, there is more. So let's return back to Luke 18 and see what Jesus says. And I'm in the TBT version. Um, and we're going to go to verse 24. So it says that Jesus saw his disappointment and looking right at him, he said, it is next impossible for those who have everything to enter into God's kingdom realm. Nothing could be harder. It could be it could be compared to trying to tie, to stuff a rope through the eye of a needle. And so it says that those who heard him say this then said, who can be saved? And Jesus responded, what appears humanly impossible is more than possible with God. For God can do what man cannot. And so in another version, it says, what is possible with, I'm sorry, what's impossible for man is possible for God. And so I love this. I mean, this is Jesus coming with the groundbreaking revelation. You cannot earn your salvation. You cannot win and do whatever it takes on your end to earn eternal life. But God is the only one who can cause man to be saved. And so here's the news and we, and we can't, we can't mess understand what he's saying here. So he's not, he's not saying that rich people <laughs> can't be, can't be saved. So he makes it very clear that it's impossible for someone who's rich in himself, who has everything, who has no need. When you think about it, rich people, they don't need anything. But the fact that this man was very confident in his own abilities to be able to achieve eternal life. But, you know, Jesus came and said, hey, salvation cannot be earned. It's a free gift that comes to those who believe in Jesus and who understand that they need Jesus and they need him to him to be their savior. So to live that perfect life that we could never live. That's what Jesus did. He came and he completed every single requirement of the law. He was perfect in obedience. He obeyed the law to perfection and he f fulfilled everything that the law um f the law had said us said for us to do that we could never meet. And so ultimately we needed him. And that's why, you know, Jesus ultimately said that and what's impossible for man is possible with God. And so good news today, y'all, that, you know, this eternal life can't be earned by our own doings. It's not possible. We need a savior. And isn't it so true that the day, you know, the day that we were saved, we came to the end of ourselves and we realized that Jesus was the only way. I knew that happened for myself. It became so real because I was a very religious person myself. I knew that I tried my best trying to, you know, do, do what was right, trying to, you know, get this life, you know, this eternal life. I probably didn't realize that's what I was after, but it was ultimately me trying to, to get to God, but realizing it could not be accomplished other than through the person of Jesus. And uh, he was the only one that would save me. He is the only one that could save you. Salvation cannot be earned, but it comes through Jesus Christ. And so we need him.
the law shows us our, of our need for God and how, man, we can accomplish it without him. But with him, all things are possible. So um, how awesome is that? Salvation is in Jesus Christ. And um, I want to say I have a lot more on this topic, but we'll probably spend some more time talking about, you know, the law, about the grace of God in, in the coming podcast. So stay tuned. Um, I think the next podcast, I'm going to talk a little bit more about um, the book of Luke. And so it's, it's about another wealthy man. So we're going to, we're looking at the, the rich young ruler in this podcast, but we're going to look at Zacchaeus. He was a wealthy man, but he earned um, he he didn't earn salvation. He received salvation from Jesus. And it says that at the end of the story, he actually gave half away of all that he owned. So this rich young man, he realized, man, I, I can't do that. I can't give up all this stuff. But when, you know, Jesus came with his grace and his love and his mercy upon his life, when Jesus did the work in Zacchaeus's life, that's when Zacchaeus stood up and said, man, I'm giving away all this stuff, all everything that I stole, everything that, you know, I did wrong. It's something kind of came out of him. And so it's a, it's a big contrast. So maybe we'll talk a little bit about that. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Have a good one. Bye.